protests, riots, and the police brutality pandemic. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show for June 6th, 2020. In part one of a conversation that was recorded on June 5th, 2020, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Rundekengfisk, talk about the tragic violence that occurred in the United States during the past week. From the death of George Floyd, the peaceful protests during the day, the violent riots and looting at night, and the blatant police brutality that we've seen in the news and social media. What are the causes? And can we narrow it down to just one problem? Or is there something more systemic? Jay and I also talk about how partisan politics seems to ruin every group and hobby if given long enough to try. The Fedora Chronicles is brought to you by our patrons on patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to new episodes of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with show notes, a peek behind the scenes, and more. Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles is where you can purchase t-shirts, coffee mugs, and more with our logo and slogans right on them. 12.5% of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and our website on the air. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show with pop culture and current events through the perspective of classic film snobs and diesel punks, with topics ranging from true crime, government conspiracies and cover-ups, and the paranormal. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Player FM, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Google Play on Android devices. If your favorite podcast service doesn't have the Thor Chronicles radio show on it, let us know and we'll fix it right away. Once again, this is Jay Cousineau and I, Eric Render Kingfisk. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Well, this is the Fedora Chronicles radio show, and, and uh, I'm one of your hosts, Gene Siskel from the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm George Ebert of the uh, Chicago Sun-Times. No, Roger, Chicago Tribune. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. That's it. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a callback to um, something from last week. I'm, I'm Eric Render King Fisk, for those who are new to the show here. Uh, I'm the host and the webmaster and the producer, bottle washer, um, uh, uh, guardian of of the Fedora Chronicles, and, uh, and so, yeah, go ahead, Jay. And I'm Jason Cousineau. I'm I'm the commentator, heckler, and all around uh, asshole. So. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, somebody had said that you and I are the vulgar Siskel and Ebert of the paranormal and true crime. So. <laughs> Um, Which I love. <laughs> I'm, I actually have a surprise for you that I'm working on. Oh, okay. Ah, yes. Um, and uh, one of the, one of the things that um, I I find it amazing and surprising that somebody actually took the time to put that together and actually had that thought and compared us to Siskel and Ebert. I think that that's I think that's terrific. Um, one one of the things that I'm I'm that really sort of annoys me. And I, and I, I didn't mention this to you when uh, we, we did our little pre-show um, chit-chat. Um, what does no tolerance mean, Jay? Because the topic of no tolerance came up again this morning. What does no tolerance mean? As I've seen it, no tolerance means that um, if, something that there is a zero tolerance for comes up 
they punish everyone involved so they don't have to actually choose sides. Right. Now, that, that may not mean what they think it means, but that's how I've seen it happen in execution. Right. Also, also zero tolerance. And this is from Wikipedia here. A zero tolerance policy is one which imposes a punishment for every infaction of a stated rule. So basically, if I say on a specific group that we want none of this thing, what does that mean? And we have a zero. Well, yeah. Yeah. That means that you're, you're not going to tolerate it's anything about it. All right. I had to deal with a situation first thing this morning where somebody had decided that it, they thought that it was okay for them to post something on a group that I manage, even though we clearly stated we have a zero tolerance policy because we do not want to alienate our members. One of the groups that I manage is supposed to be an escape from the BS that's going mm -hmm. on in the rest of the world. And I made this absolutely, totally, perfectly clear. I want none of this here in this group. But somebody decided that because they're special and they're more important than everybody else, they were going to post this because of the charged political climate. And they thought that this is a perfect time to break the rule. And, yeah, no. and, the, th and the thing that, <laughs> you know, and you, what you and I do is we laugh and we joke about what's going on in the realm of politics, pop culture, current events, the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, and we, and, but we do take some topics really seriously. Um, I think that it is just simply a form of narcissism from some people who say, I know that this is the rule. I know that I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm more special than everybody else or my cause is just. Right. There are other places for people to post political stuff, including our group page, for the radio show, which is I'm going to post in, in, in the show notes. We have a we have a Fedora Chronicles radio show group that's separate from the Fedora Chronicles group where you can post stuff about news and stuff right. like that. Which is where all that those conversations belong. Right. And the thing is, is that and I did that because that's what the members asked us to do. Um, so I, I thought I, I would just just leave it at that um which kind of segues into our incredibly brief conversation about the riots and the i'm going to call it murder of george floyd um yeah. and everybody has at least seen the picture of george floyd being killed by a cop with his knee on his neck Everybody at least has seen that. I don't even know if I have to post the picture of it on the show page. Um, I might post it just for prosperity's sake. Right. And there were a lot of protests that turned into riots because of what they saw on TV. I'm going to go on the record and say, that the riots, the protests and the riots, because I'm going to because I'm going to be careful how I say this. They started off as protests and they turned into riots for two different reasons. The peaceful riots, I'm no, no, yeah, the peace. When have, when when was hold on a second. Hold on. A second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test out his microphone. Hey, Harrison, your microphone's on. So Harrison, I got a tough question for you. And by the way, if for everybody who uh, is listening, Harrison is my son. He's my sidekick, and um, he's studying to become a uh, 
a podcast Padawan learner. Is that okay? Can I say that? I'm, I'm probably not going to use your teaching skills in audio development for podcasting. Okay. I'll try and dabble with it and see if I actually like, if it's what I want to do. Okay. That kind of like gets off. When was the last time you were at a peaceful riot? Never. Okay. So I should not have said peaceful riot. I was never at a riot. <laughs> okay. So the peaceful protests began because obviously people are angry and frustrated of the police brutality and the, and the killing of this one person. The riots, on the other hand, is a product of police brutality. Um, I'm, and, going to diff I'm going to separate with you on opinion there. Okay, but the other reason why the protests have turned violent is for a whole host of reasons, is that of the frustration of, of, of people being stuck at home, not being able to go to work, not being able to, to make a living. They're watching the politicians constantly screw people, looking at the infrastructure of the country falling apart. They see these incredible in injustices happening all the time. People are having to work more than 40 hours a week, not even able to make a living. The the Congress and the Senate and the executive branch are completely, totally out of control. There's a whole host of reasons why people are angry and frustrated. This is just the, this is the match that lit the fire that we're watching right well, now. Well, here's the thing, right? For yeah. me, the riots don't have anything to do with the protests. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I've seen far too many videos of protesters trying to stop the rioters yes. for me to think that they're linked in any way, shape, or form. I think the rioters are people that are just, they're either anarchists or Antifa, which is pretty close to the same thing, or that are pissed off about everything going on, and they're looking for a release valve, and they're pissed off, right. and they're finally... They take it as an opportunity to relieve whatever pent-up frustrations they already have. Yeah. So, in my mind, the rioters are a different and unrelated incident to the protests. The rioters are taking advantage of a situation. And personally, I blame a lot of this I throw at the feet of the media. How much have we been ratcheting things up it's funny because like on facebook and even in conversation with people they're like oh so COVID's over right yeah that's you know? what people are saying right there's riots so we must not have COVID anymore COVID must have stopped because it's not in the news and the news has been ratcheting up uh people's tensions and fear over COVID. they've also been ratcheting up the race tensions racial tensions in this country and I've seen a number of people of color who are not on typically on the right side of the political aisle. And by that, I mean, they're not conservatives stand up and say, you know, yeah, awful things like this happen and we need to protest it. But overall, race relations in this country are not that bad. 
you know, because it certainly seems in the news that if you're black and get pulled over, they're going to kill you automatically. It's like, yeah, that's right, the impression. That's, that's the impression you're being left with. And that's not the case. Are you more likely to get pulled over? Yes. Is there if you are charged with a crime, are you more likely to get the higher sentence? Absolutely. Is there any inequities and injustices in our society based on race? Absolutely. Yeah. No one should be denying that. But it's not systemic racism. There don't exist separate laws for black people and white people or Hispanic people or Asian people or anything else. They're executed differently. Yeah. So are we, quote unquote, there yet? No, we're not there yet. But are we back to the 1950s and 1940s when, you know, black people would have to worry about people wearing bedsheets, breaking into their homes, raping their wives and, and killing them? No, we're a far cry from that. So things have gotten better. They're just not fully there yet. One of the things that I found interesting that I was reminded of, I had known about this previously, but it's one of those things that you just forget about. Miles Davis was a jazz trumpeter. He was very popular in the, well, 50s, 60s, 70s until he died. Um, I believe he died in the early 80s, if I remember correctly. Anyway, he was, he had the number one jazz album in the nation in the 1950s. Um, and he was smoking outside of the venue, his name up in lights at the venue, and he's smoking a cigarette. And the police, a police officer came upon him and said, hey, you've got to move on, boy. You're not allowed to smoke there. He's like, dude, I'm taking a break. That's me. He points at the marquee. He said, I don't give a fuck who you are. And Miles Davis ended up getting beaten up and arrested by a group of cops. Yeah. The night he's headlining. When was the last time you heard about Elvis getting the shit kicked out of him because he was smoking a cigarette outside of a venue that he was headlining? I think some husband tried to take a poke at Elvis because he thought that um, Elvis was banging his wife. That's the only thing I can think of right now off the top right. of my and that's, head. And that is a completely different thing. So, I mean... That's something that people like Elvis have never had to worry about. That's something people like Britney Spears have never had to worry about. At the same token, I've not heard of 50 Cent getting beaten up outside of a venue where he's headlining either. So we have made progress. We have come a long way. We've got a long way yet to go. Yeah. But race relations in this country are not that bad, which is why I think it's so important for us to separate the riots from the protests. Absolutely. The protests, the protesters in my mind are extremely justified. What that guy, what that cop, hopefully former, hopefully soon to be former cop and new inmate did was murder. That has been condemned by every police department that has seen the video and chosen to comp make a comment about it. They've condemned it soundly. And the fact that he was initially charged, just him, not any of the cops that were standing around at the time, just he was charged with third-degree murder is an outrage. Yeah. That's ridiculous. What he did was wrong. He knew what he was doing. It took him 15 minutes to die. The entire time he's saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Right. And yeah. the cop is kneeling on the guy's neck. Right. I mean, that's murder. Yeah. The fact that it took that long is, I don't know what the legal 
separation, delineation between first-degree and second-degree murderers. In my mind, that's first-degree murder. I think that what we saw was first-degree murder. I think so. You know, and if you can watch that video and not get outraged at what the cop is doing, doing right? Because it's just, it, it's outrageous. It is outrageous. And that cop should go down for murder. Now, as someone who served in the military, in the Coast Guard, once you reach a certain rank, you're considered a federal law enforcement officer. That means as far as the military is concerned, if you get convicted of a crime, you get the maximum sentence. Yeah. Period. Period. There is no two ways about that because you are held to a higher standard. If you're charged with upholding the law, you are more aware of the laws. Therefore, you should hold yourself to a higher standard. And I think that should apply in the civilian world as well. I want to interject here right now because I just did a quick search using mm -hmm. DuckDuckGo. Mm -hmm. um, the difference between first degree and second degree murder. The difference between first degree and second degree murder. Second degree, second degree murder is a killing committed with the intention to kill or inflict seriously bodily damage, but without the element of premeditation that is required for a first degree murder conviction. Like if I sit here and I come up with a plot to kill somebody and I go out and I kill somebody, that's first degree murder. If I'm walking down the street and somebody cheeses me off um, and I just suddenly have the urge to kill this person and I attack that person and I kill that person, that's second degree murder. Second degree okay. murder is like spontaneous murder. First degree, now, you have to actually like plan it. Well, therein lies my confusion because... 15 minutes of kneeling on a guy's neck when they're telling you they can't breathe. At some point, it goes beyond the time frame of crime of passion or yeah. unintentional. Someone telling you they can't breathe for 15 minutes. I mean, at some point you realize, no, no, I've decided I'm going to kill this person right. now. And I'm going to execute upon that now arrived at decision. Uh, that's, that's for a jury to decide, though, Jay. That's I well, mean, that's that's where the prosecutors. I I'm not going to be able to make. Um, well, a, once, a, as I understand it, the once the charges are filed, they can't change the file. Okay. They can't change the once the trial starts. They can't change the file the charges. Well, the, well so the, he's only going right. to get if he gets convicted. He's only going to get convicted of second degree murder. Right. Not only now, him though, but breaking yesterday, and or the day before, and we're recording this on. Um, June 5th, 2020, from what I understand, Jay, all the cops involved in, with, in that incident, second-degree murder charges have been filed against them. Really? Because I thought it was aiding and abetting. Mm, I, fr that's from what I understand, from what I read yesterday, and I might be wrong. Somebody's going to actually have to look and see, but from what I understand, they were, they were all charged, because they're police officers, and like you said, they're held to a higher standard. Um, they're, 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 all of them, I believe, have been charged with second-degree murder. But, and if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm, I apologize in advance. But I, I think that you and I and everybody else needs to separate the rioters from the protesters, the peaceful protesters, the people who are walking down the street, holding signs, chanting. 
even if they're blocking traffic, I understand their, their frustration. And I, and I don't think that you could level criticism towards those people. But the rioters, the people who are burning things down, setting cars on fire, vandalizing national monuments, that's something totally different. And I don't think that that's justifiable. Yeah, well, in my opinion, riot is never justifiable because you're not, except under certain circumstances, well, and even then, that's not really a riot. A riot is an out-of-control, angry mob that's set upon property damage, looting, right? That's a riot. In some ways, you could say that the uh, the Purge movie series is a scheduled riot. You know, the, the movie series where... There's 24 hours where you can do anything you want and not get charged for a crime. And that would be a controlled riot because people are going out en masse and doing whatever the hell they want. Destroying property, looting places, killing people. That's a riot. Okay. Yeah. And there's no easy way to quell or squash a riot. For example, as I understand it, the first actual riot took place in Minneapolis and they burned down the police station where the guy worked. Yeah. That I understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand. I get it. They are destroying the symbol of that guy's authority that he took too far and committed murder under that cloak of protection. So I understand that. I get that. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think, you know, the peaceful protests are the way to go, but it's not, it's not random. It's targeted. That I can see. But what does Washington, D.C. or Salt Lake City or Boston have to do with what happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota? They don't. And you could say, oh, they're further extensions of, uh, of that cloak of power, that cloak of protection that the police have, blah, blah, blah. You can say that if you want, but now you're just justifying violence. Yeah. Right? And also bear in mind that for those people who are like, well, that is justified, a racist can justify hanging a black man by virtue of the fact that they're black. And in that mind, that's justification. Just because you have justification in your own mind doesn't mean that anyone else is going to agree with you. So I think it is important for us to realize that the riots have nothing to do with the protests other than timing. We also need to uh, to lay some of this responsibility on the media. It's like that movie, The Green Hornet, which I understand is not a great movie, but it brings up an important point. One of the things that the main character, Britt Reed, learns in that movie is he used the newspaper to ratchet up yeah. the violence that was happening in the streets. Right. And this is what our media has done. They've made sure that they made a headline news, nationwide headline news about anything that stunk of racism. We've had a number of examples pop up in the past five to ten years where in some cases it wasn't racism. In some cases it was justified violence, right? Like, I forget what his name was, the, um, the hands up, don't shoot. Right. That was all a fallacy. That was 
fabricated story by the media. The man was had just committed a crime, and he was charging the police officer and trying to grab the cop's gun when he got shot. That was fabricated, that entire story. That doesn't mean that there aren't cases of racism that do happen, like what happened recently with, with George Floyd. That is racism. Yeah. There's no two ways about that. You can't look at that video and say that is understandable because he was under tension, blah, blah, blah. There was four cops, the guy's handcuffs, he's on the ground, and he's, the other guy's kneeling on his neck. The guy, George, was under arrest and under control. He was kneeling on that guy's neck because he is an asshole and a murderer. So world of difference between the two things. But yeah. because we've had so many of those other scenarios show up, you know, like what's his name, Trayvon Martin, you know? There's a lot of question about whether that was justified or not. People are, a lot of yeah, pe people are still people fighting. To this day, yeah. Yeah. Are still arguing about it. Yeah. But the point is, why was that national news? Because on the one hand, and this is something that I'm experiencing right now, I'm afraid that if we share an alternate point of view or we present other facts that are not as well known by other people, Somehow we're going to get canceled by cancel culture. We are not, if we don't say something about this controversial topic exactly the way they want us to say it, and if we don't agree with their narrative, people are going to start boycotting our podcast. We need to be 100% in lockstep with the narrative. And, Which isn't that a problem And anyway? that scares the hell out of me. That scares the shit out of me. Jay, some, well, Jay saying something that does not fit the greater narrative. Oh, my God, people are going to protest our podcast. And on the one hand, we're going to get so much free publicity. And yet, on the other hand, people are going to completely, totally freak out, take what you said out of context, and we're going to become pariahs. And that has caused a chilling effect on commentary and criticism. All, not I've just, actually, yeah. And I've actually seen a number of, of people speaking out against cancel culture. There was a TED Talk explaining the dangers of cancel culture, right? And cancel culture is another form of tyranny. If it was the government coming in, if it was the, like the Chinese government coming in getting rid of all of the journalists that they don't own and pay and getting rid of everyone else. That, what scares me about that happening was very little hay was made of that in our media. Our media never really said they shouldn't do that. You know, to me, they should be outraged. That is a violation of the God-given right enshrined in our First Amendment, the freedom of the press. But our press seems to be okay with being limited by a powerful centralized government. Yeah. They seem to be fine with that because as long as they agree with how that government's doing something, they really don't care. And they only make any noise about the freedom of the press when it's a government that's in power that they don't like. Yeah. You know, so it's it's extremely frustrating to First of all, try and use my First Amendment right, but also 
being aware of, hey, if I'm saying something that people don't like, that cancel culture exists. You know, look at what happened to Alex Jones. I don't agree with Alex Jones. I don't agree with most of what he says. I think the guy's off his fucking rocker. But the truth of the matter is, is that he was tried in the court of public opinion where there is no evidence that that can be presented in his defense. Right. In his case, I don't think there is any evidence, but, you know, you have to stand up and protect the speech you don't like or you don't defend the First Amendment is what it boils down to. Yeah. And speaking about the speech that I don't like, I have to apologize to our listeners in case they hear the heavy trucks, the heavy construction trucks that are working across the street. They're still building that house. It's been a week since we recorded our last podcast and they're still not finished building that house yet. Houses so, take a long time to build, dude. I don't care. I run a podcast and my <laughs> podcast is more important than their house. Stop making... You know what we need to do? I, yeah. need, I need to fly out there for a week we need to soundproof yeah. your office that's what we need to do. i actually have to um uh, put up these um sound tiles that my wife bought for me i'm actually looking at them right now and just have them sitting here they've already done wonders already um i have a couple couple of them laid out i might actually do that after we start we uh, start uh stop recording today um and i also think that and i just want to touch upon this very briefly there are so many videos of horrible police brutality. As a matter of fact, on Twitter right now, I'm switching to Twitter right now. Um, Hashtag police brutality pandemic is trending right now on Twitter. And seeing the violence that's being committed by these cops, I don't know the full story. I'm only watching the clips that are being posted. I'm watching the whole clips that are being posted. I don't know what the full story is. But see, like, there's one video of a cop just shoving um, a 75-year-old man on the ground and his head is split open and he's bleeding. That's all I need to see. That's unnecessary force. I What bothers me is the notion that there are people who are saying that all cops are bad. All cops are assholes. All cops are, are just steroid-ridden monsters who like to commit violence i don't know if that's true or not i i know of a couple of cops one cop in particular officer max here in Ringe, new hampshire i've had many great conversations with him i've seen the man in action um i don't think i don't think that he is a bad cop i don't think all cops are bad i think that there are bad cops i'm also going to i'm going to go out on a limb here Jay and say something controversial. Whoever these cops, Good, I like it when you're the one doing it, not me. It makes you feel better. It makes you feel more comfortable because, um, you know you're not going to get in trouble. Find out who these cops are. Find out who they are. Who committed these acts? Have an independent outside investigation. That's not the police's internal affairs. Like the, the the district attorney, the state attorney general, I don't care. Somebody outside the police force investigate these people, these few individuals, and try them for attempted murder. And if anybody dies, try them for second degree murder. Some of the things that we're watching, the brutality that we're seeing on TV, is unacceptable. 
it's it's completely totally unacceptable mm-hmm. and i think that something should be done about it right but there should be a formal process to follow to arrive at that now i've known police officers my entire life one of my best friends growing up his dad was a police officer there were um you know having been in the military you tend to gravitate towards people who are of that same kind of personality and a lot of ex-military end up going into the police. I knew a cop, um, the town I lived in before the town I live in now, and nice guy, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, constantly with a smile on his face, laughing, joking, all that other kind of stuff. That man had such a capacity for violence. It was absolutely mind-boggling the lengths he went to to avoid violent situations. I unfortunately saw him in the line of duty having to engage in violence. And for him anyway, I don't know how he did it. It was a switch he could turn on and off voluntarily at the drop of a hat. And he was called to a prince at a house that was a few houses down from where we lived. And he showed up and he had this baton it's it's really a wooden sword it's like (laughs) three feet long three and a half feet long that he kept you know because you know all police have a have a a baton for helping them you know get get an advantage if there's a physical altercation and he got out of the car and he pulled that out and stuck it in his belt and uh he goes up to the door and we can all hear shouting screaming on the inside the door opens up he goes inside a few minutes later he comes out and he's got the husband in handcuffs right or what i'm assuming is the husband in any case this other full-grown man comes out and hits the police officer over the back of the head with a dish shattering the dish it's like it was like in a movie and all of a sudden it took Less time than it takes to tell. He had the guy in handcuffs. He had the guy in handcuffs. He had pushed down to the ground so he was out of the way so he wouldn't get hurt. And when I say push him down to the ground, I don't mean like he knocked the guy's out legs out from underneath him and threw him to the ground. I mean it was almost gentle the way he put him on the ground, and yet he did it very quickly. He turned around, grabbed onto the guy's arm, spun him around, had him on the ground, and was bait. He didn't have another set of handcuffs. So he was basically telling the guy, you are going to get charged with assault if you don't calm down. I'm going to yeah. let that one go because tempers are high. It was like, bam, the violence came on, the violence went off. It was amazing to see. That's part of the job, though. He has to be able to engage like that. Every police officer has to be able to engage like that. Because sometimes they're on a call and they're the only one there. They have to be able to take command of the situation. They have to be able to prove to the other people there that they are capable of taking command of that situation. It's not a comfortable thing. It's not something that you des- you see and you're like, oh, that's awesome. It's, But that's needed to yeah. do the job. Yeah. You're trained to do that. A friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day that, you know, it's amazing how our government it takes months to respond to a pandemic, and yet within seconds they can respond to uh, a peaceful protest gone wrong. It's like, okay, first of all, those are riots. 
Second of all, they're trained to respond for that. They're equipped to respond for that, to respond to that. They're prepared to respond to that. Yeah. That's what the police do. That is part of their job. Their job is to protect the community. A riot is a danger to the community. People die in riots. Oh, yeah. A pandemic. We're not trained for that. We're trained to respond to that. You know who can handle a, a riot very well? China. North Korea. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awful, but it's true. They've had a lot of practice. It is. That's exactly it. Why? Because no one has freedoms. And when you have freedoms, that means it's dangerous. That means there's there's things people can choose to do that go counter to what the government is advising people to do. And if your government is capable of going out and enforcing its will, enforcing it at will, you're not living in a free society. No. You know, we have to accept that. Okay. So some of these things that people are, are posting on Facebook just kind of drive me a little nuts. And sometimes I speak out against it. Sometimes I don't. But we do know as a result of the riots that are allegedly because of people protesting what happened to George Floyd, we have a police officer dead. We have several other police officers in critical condition. We have untold numbers of civilian casualties. Yeah. Whether they're dead or dying or just hospitalized, I don't know. But how much blood should be spilled for the death of one man? Well, and somebody, seen, so, yeah, somebody is going to argue, Jay, that this is not about the death of just one man. This this is about um, system. Yeah, this this is this is like and George. I, well, Flo I, yeah, George Floyd. Well, I was, agree with that. Yeah, George Floyd was the the last straw. Right. And, and while I agree with that to, to an extent, I, again, have seen far too many protesters rallying against the rioters to think that they're related. I don't think they are. <clears throat> I honestly think the rioters are opportunists. You know, there's a lot of people out there wearing the Antifa black masks, too, that are doing the rioting. And we all know how rational they are. Oh, yeah. You know, but I've seen I was so <laughs> I was so encouraged the other day. I saw a friend post on Facebook. Black Lives Matter post hosted a picnic for police officers to discuss their grievances. And I'm like, now that's that is the perfect riot. Ain't no one going to be rioting when you've got food on the table. You know what I'm saying? Someone picks up a dish and starts throwing it at everyone else's table. And be like, what's wrong with you? Sit down, fool. <laughs> you know, that's the way you protest. That you engage, you engage in a way where they're not seeing you as the enemy. Yeah. And that's how you that's how you win hearts and minds. And that's the whole point. So I'm all for that. That's awesome. I would you know, as someone else posted something that happened in Nebraska, I don't know what was going on. But it was a bunch of police officers and, well, the caption said Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. I don't really know. And they were, all, they were all doing the electric slide together. I mean, that's a protest. That's a, yeah. Let's protest more like that. Exactly. Let's with the riots. Let's not do the riots. I Let's need some more. Like I need that. some more of that. Exactly. I want to see people having barbecues. I want to see, I want to see people, you know, doing the electric slide. It's a dumbass dance. I don't right. give a shit, though. <laughs> We need more of that in the world. Exactly. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, 
No, and I'm, I'm and I'm done. I'm I'm done with so much of the political talk. I'm so sick and tired of people making excuses for their side of the argument and people who are now fishing for a reason to be angry at at George Floyd, like somehow he did something um, to deserve this. People um, making excuses for the cops who are just cracking heads. Obviously, in some of these videos, they look unprovoked, and yeah. um, I, I'm. I know that my, this might sound hypocritical of us or hypocritical of me for saying this. I don't mean to speak for you, Jay. People who are just, they have to inject um, their, their politics into everything. And that somehow, and, and like somehow, um, and I read, and I read this, this, this crazy post from somewhere. And I looked, I tried to find it again, and it got deleted. The reason, the reason why we have these riots and these protests is because we don't have football um, all year round. And I'm just kind of like, I'm done. I'm done. And it's yeah. And the thing is, is that somebody, somebody had had just posted on, um, uh on a messenger session session that I belong to for moderators of one of the groups that I moderate or one of the, uh, um, can't we just get rid of those people and meaning those people on this specific side of an aisle? Like, let's get rid of all of those people and pretend those people like don't exist. Just let's just create an echo chamber, um, for our stupid, silly little hobby that we have. Um, and uh, people just want to create echo chambers and not actually listen to what other people have to say. I spent about, and Carol got so pissed at me when I, when I took the time to do this. I removed myself from about somewhere between 25 and 30 groups because they say no politics except for politics I I believe I agree with my politics. My political view is the only political view that should be voiced here in this group. And it has nothing to do, has nothing to do with anything to do with the topic. Steampunk groups like a steel. There's there, there was um, a steampunk admin who said that if you're not going to vote for Joe Biden in this November, leave my group. Wish granted. Okay, has nothing to do with steampunk. Has absolutely nothing to do with steampunk. You're going to say you're going to tell me to to leave your group, and then and then they're going to inject their personal pol political view. Like it, we have these riots because of right wingers. We have these riots because of left wingers. If we just get rid of those people, our country will be a better place. See, now, and that's, that frustrates me to no end. And I'm not surprised to, to hear that you have left those groups because that is counter to everything that I was raised on how politics should work. Now, little background, my mom is left-leaning, my dad is right-wing, okay? 
And I did say left-leaning and right-wing because my mom doesn't lean as far left as my dad does to the right. But they would have sometimes heated discussions. I don't, I don't want to say they ever got the, to the level of uh, arguments because when it comes to politics, they might raise their voice, but it never, never got personal. It was never like, you're an idiot for thinking that way. They, yeah. It never, never went to that level. It was like, no, but you got to look at this, but you're not paying attention to that kind of a thing. And honestly, it made both of them better people because they were hearing the other side's arguments from someone they already knew, they already cared about, and they already knew weren't just stupid and reactive. On the internet, it's real easy to say, oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. Because you don't know them. When it's someone that you love and you spend every day with, you know they're not an idiot. Right. So if they're thinking that way, there may be, there must be something about what they're saying that you don't understand. Even if you don't ever understand why they think the way they think, at least you're going into every discussion thinking that there must be something I'm not getting, you know, and that makes for a healthier discourse. It really does. And whenever you're, if someone's in charge of a group and they say no politics, I'm like, okay. And then I wait for them to violate their own rule. Oh, absolutely. Like the thing Um, is, is, is that, you know, did I violate the, my own rule in this, in this group when I had said, listen, if you want us to do a shout out to your product line on our next podcast, and I posted a link to the podcast, did I break our rule? I probably did. You know, if the other admins want me gone, they can, they can, they can get rid of me. I mean, and I'm also, I'm also done with things that take away from spending time with my family or take time away from, this podcast or my other passions in life, like, you know, sleeping, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I, and, yeah. I, and like I had said in an, in another chat, um, anybody, you, if you post a, an anti Trump picture in an Indiana Jones cosplay group or the Indiana Jones cosplay group, you did it with the intent of starting a fight. And that's exactly the reason why we have a zero tolerance policy. Um I'm done. I, I'm I'm done I'm done with, with the splitting of hairs. I'm I'm done with it. And it was just like it's actually like it's actually making me sick to my stomach. It's actually giving me an ulcer. And when it gets like that, I'm done. Yeah, I should I should I should just quit. Yeah, I don't know. See, I think political discourse is important. It's an important thing to have in your life. It's an important thing to have as a society. But we're not having political discourse. And it's something we haven't had for, geez, going back to the Clinton days. Yeah. You know, I mean, remember... It, I think by Clinton's second term, remember there was, what's his name, Carville yeah. and his Jim, wife, uh, yep. Jim Carville, and was it Mary, Mary Matlin? Matlin? Yeah. 
He was a left-wing commentator. She was a right-wing commentator. They were married and had been for decades. You know, we don't have people like that anymore. Oh, absolutely not. And that's because the now people have gotten so so prehistoric tribal about this kind of shit that it's like talking to them. They're the enemy. I know. It's like, whoa, whoa. When did they become the enemy? Right. They're, they don't want to kill me. We just disagree. Yeah. Since when has disagreement meant that they're your enemy? You can disagree with people in your own fucking family. In fact, you, you tend to. My brother likes Marvel Comics. I don't hate him for that. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page patreon.com slash fedora chronicles for a mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for five dollars a month you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by all of music all other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by premium beats from shutterstock copyright the fedora chronicles 2020 all rights reserved on behalf of my co-host jason and i this is eric renner king fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on <laughs>